Hi guys, I'm Melissa Garcia, and this is the We Are Rising podcast. Hey everybody, this is Andrew with the We Are Rising podcast, uh, and we are joined by a very special guest today. Um, our guest today, it will be fighting on the Ryzen 10 show in Fukuoka. Uh, she, we have with us Alyssa Garcia. Mr. Hey Garcia. Thank you very much for, for doing this interview, I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Uh, she will be fighting Ayaka Hamazaki in the Atom Weight Division. Um, a very competitive division in the Ryzen field um, right now. Yeah. Uh, so could you just uh, talk about a little bit about yourself, uh, how you got started uh, in MMA? Um, I was actually wrestling in high school, and um, actually I was wrestling in college, and um, I was wrestling at Cerritos, which is, uh, for those of you who know, it's uh, actually an all-boys wrestling team. It's not co-ed, it's not a girls team. And um, so the lowest weight class was 125, and I was walking on the mat like 110. Um, so my body was kind of just breaking down. I was just too small, and um, I kind of let the, my pride get the best of me, and I kind of injured my shoulders, and I was like, man, I can't do this anymore. My body's just falling apart. So my brother was like, why don't you do jiu-jitsu? So I was like, yeah, I guess I guess I could try it. Why not? So when I got into high school, my dad put me in cheerleading, and I was like, oh, why am I? I don't want to do this. And so I started sneaking into the wrestling classes um, um, in high school, and so that's kind of how that started. And then when I graduated college, or when I left college, um, my old wrestling coach was like, oh, I'm teaching jujitsu at this um, school. If you come help with the kids wrestling, you can train for free. And so I got into that room. And um, three months into, like, training jujitsu and some kickboxing, I got my first amateur fight. And I was like, they paid me 100 bucks. I was like, dude, I want to make so much money doing this. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, it kind of just started from there. After my first fight, I was like, man, I could, I mean, I really just wrestled the girl. I think I threw like eight punches the whole fight, but it was so much fun. It just, the, I've always just liked competition. Uh, I think MMA is as high as you, it's the biggest kind of, the hardest competitive kind of thing you can do. I mean, you're pretty much fighting to the death. Hmm. So and it, was, it was fun. And your amateur, your, your amateur career started with uh, Boss Rudin's promotion, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was actually my first, um, uh, my very first fight was with um, his promotion, and it was funny because I think two weeks before that, I'd seen the documentary, uh, is it Wrecking Machine? Might have been the Mark Kerr um, documentary. Oh, yes, I know what you're talking about, I know what you're talking about. And Boss Burton was in there, and then, I, I swear, because I really wasn't into MMA before I started training, so like when I was there, I was like, hey, that's the guy from the documentary. My coach was like, dude, that's Boss Burton. And I was like, <laughs> don't know. But it's funny, like, he actually, I ran into him maybe four months ago with my coach, and I was like, I don't know if you remember me, but I found your promotion a long, long time ago. I was like, oh, man, how did you like it? I was like, it was awesome. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was, it was a really fun time. Uh, and so, uh, can you just talk about uh, what fighters you looked up to in the uh, MMA world uh, while you were uh, while you were um, uh, evolving as a fighter? Um, one of the definitely one of the fighters that comes to mind uh, is Carla Esparza. Uh, when I first started training, um, my coach was like, "Watch, look at Carla Esparza. Watch her fights. You're gonna have kind of a similar style to her. She's a wrestler. She's smaller. She's shorter." Um, she's definitely not big for her weight class, so um, I always uh, kind of watch a video on Carla and kind of how she moves and stuff like that, and then um, I started training with Carla, so it's kind of funny how small this MMA community really is, but um, mm-hmm. Carla Sparzo definitely, um, I look up to her a lot um, as, a, as a woman, as, as a professional fighter, and I, as a friend now. And, uh, can you just talk about how, how, you, how you came under the tutelage of Josh Barnett? So, um, my old, my very first gym, um, didn't have a lot of fighters. Um, my coach was probably my main, my main training partner and, it, you know, fighting 105, he's definitely a lot bigger than I am. So, um, CSW is where I met Josh and I was training over there before I was a uh, part of the team. I would train with Shayna and Justin and Marina, get some work in over there. And, um, when, you know, it came down to, like, I really just need consistent training partners like that. Uh, my old coach got me the in at CSW through Josh Barnett, and um, uh, that's kind of just where it met up. I remember Josh um, kind of, like, scoping me out, like, is this girl serious? You know, does this girl really want to do this for a living? And, you know, being the smallest guy in the room, you kind of have to, um, you kind of have to have a little, a little more uh, push when it comes to training because everyone's going to beat you up. And you kind of just can't quit. So Josh saw that and recognized it. And he was like, yeah, I like your style. I like that you're a wrestler. And this, you know, you're tough. You're the smallest girl in here. But you're putting in the work and, and you're not giving up. So um, Josh has really, really been such a, a big part of my success and, um, and growing in, in the sport. And can you also talk about how you got, earned the nickname Tiny Tim? <laughs> so when I was wrestling in high school, um, I didn't want to do cheerleading. And um, in cheer at my high school, you have to have hair at least shoulder length. And so I told my dad I don't want to do it anymore. So I cut all my hair off. And I had, like, boy, like, short, short boy hair. And um, while I was wrestling, um, I mean, my knee got blown out. I had my knee taken out. And I was, like, 4'9", like, my freshman year. So I had to have crutches. But the crutches together were too big, so I only had one crutch. So my coaches, I came into practice with short hair and a limp leg and one crutch. My coach said, "You look like Tiny Tim from Christmas Carol, the little homeless kid in the in the movie." So it just stuck. That just stuck since I was uh, about 15, 14. I've been called Tiny Tim. And so t- I'll talk about how you, how you got uh, signed to Ryzen. Um, Josh, uh, Josh definitely was a big um, uh, help in that. Um, they offered me um, Kana Asakura. Uh, that fight, I was coming off a year and a half delay just because I was switching gyms and still trying to get into the swing of things again. And Josh said, you know, they're offering you a fight. And this is actually my first fight that Josh would be cornering me in. And uh, he said, you know, they're, they're throwing you to the wolves here. They want, they're trying to feed you to somebody. They want you to get dominated in this fight. And um, you're not a better wrestler than this girl. Um, you're not weaker than this girl. The only thing that's going to stop you is your mentality of her record, who she is, 
the promotion. They're throwing you to this girl because they want to bring her up. And I said, well, fuck it. I don't have, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I said, forget it. I don't have anything to lose. You know, um, I've, I'm the underdog. You know, all the pressure's on her. Um, so I went in there and I kept, just kept to the game plan. And, and she's just another girl my size. There's not, not that big a difference. So, um, Josh really helped with, uh, getting that for us. And don't worry, you, you're allowed to, uh, swear on our... Okay. I'm working on it, I swear. Uh, <laughs> I'm so bad at that. Um, on... Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, I was actually there live in the audience for that fight. Uh, your fight against Kana Atsukura. Um, oh, no. And, uh, and, yeah, you, you basically, you, if nobody, if, if, if I didn't know your record, if you, if I showed somebody... Uh, who didn't know any MMA, didn't know your record versus Conor Azucar versus Conor no one knew who your, re your your respective records. They would think, oh, you were the you were the better fighter, clearly. But, you know, yeah. was, you know when you look at the records, uh, your record versus her record, it's, uh, it's you know, from a MMA, someone who follows MMA, you, you think, oh, Conor has all the cards to defeat you, but obviously that didn't happen. And can you just talk yeah. about that, that, that fight, you know, uh, you know, that game plan, and basically... Um, grapple out, grapple and wrestle her for 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 three rounds. Yeah, um, I think what you know, MMA is such an interesting sport because you know you see baseball and basketball, and you see they have these records. Um, you know, football they have certain records, and I think MMA is so different because what makes fights is is style. Styles make fights. Like you can, I mean, Connor and Nate Diaz. Connor was demolishing everybody and you know killing everybody, but he came against a grappler who has pretty good striking to get to the ground and he got choked out so I think Styles makes fights so um that my game plan for that fight really was don't let her get on top and I was thinking she's not gonna get on top because she's not a better wrestler than me I wrestled hard I mean I was sticking to my wrestling um in that camp and um I had a I had I had faith in my wrestling I'm not worried about any girl and I don't care where what um you know they're Olympic qualifiers or Olympic placers. It's different with MMA, and my MMA wrestling is, is pretty good. I'm pretty confident in it, and um, I just stuck to that and kind of told myself, like, this this girl my size is not going to blast double for me. There's just no way. I could give her my legs, but there's no way she's going to take me down. So I, I think a big thing is just having confidence in, in my wrestling um, against another wrestler, and um, that really helped me in, in – um, my my striking um, is getting better little by little, um, and that game plan. I mean that 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 fight is kind of where I've seen a jump from my striking from my fight a year and a half prior to that. So um, we definitely implemented that in the game plan too. And uh, fast forward a few months, uh, you were part of the uh, the the women's uh, atom weight tournament, um, uh, and your fight with uh, you had a, your your uh, your opening fight with uh, Maria Oliveira. Um, and, uh, unfortunately, you did, you did not win that fight. Uh, can you talk about just what the game plan for that fight was and just what happened during that fight that you just, it didn't pan out for you? Um, you know, our game plan for that fight was to take her down, uh, get on the inside. Um, she was a lot taller than me, and we trained. I, I, everything that was put in front of me in that fight, we trained for. I wasn't surprised by anything. Um, what really, um, kind of, diminished my game plan was the leg kicks uh, my takedowns were working I caught a kick or two took her down uh, but what surprised me is she popped right back up most people because when we were watching her her tape she didn't have much most of her finishes or most of her fights were finishes on the feet 
but into a lot of her ground game. Um, so, you know, we didn't really know what to expect on, on the ground. Um, so when I took her down, she popped right back up every time. She was up on, like, most people, when you take them down, they're going to pull guard or, you know, they're going to shovel to the, to the ring or the cage. And um, she just popped right back up every time. And that's, for those who don't wrestle or train, that's exhausting, taking someone down and then popping right back. And, like, damn, I did all that work just for her to stand right back up, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a little, it was a little um, um, hard uh, mentally in the game. And during the, the fight, I was like, yeah, if I take her down, she's going to pop right back up. I need to get in, take a deeper shot, and get her against the cage. And um, I ate two or three leg kicks that were just on the money every time. And the mobility of my leg went from a 10 to about a 3 in, like, 45 seconds. And I was like, dang, I can't, I just need to get her against the ring and work from there. And, um, you know, the we, we, were, we were definitely training for her height. Um, I was working with tall, lengthy guys and girls and sparring. And it was just so much different in there, getting in there and, and being in the fight, and um, I didn't, you know, as tall as she was, and as much as we trained for it, it, it still, it still was a little uh, a tough to get inside. But um, towards the end of the fight, the third round, I just told myself I need a, I need a submission, or I need a knock, or finish her through ground and pound. So I went for that rolling knee bar and was just looking for anything that was given to me. Mm. And actually, that was one, one of the most exciting. Last few a few a few minutes to a round I've ever seen just just go, throwing <laughs> just going out all out there it was really exciting to watch and and yeah, um, and uh, but also during the match uh, Josh Barnett was was yelling instructions towards you and it seemed like I don't know if you couldn't hear him or if you were just in the moment but uh, is there a reason why his advice uh, his uh, his his corner his cornering you weren't able to apply to during the fight it seemed like. Yeah, there was a point in the fight where, um, I forgot where it was. Oh, she had, um, a hundred percent, which is like, a um, or she had an underhook and a, a gable grip overhook on one side. And I don't think you saw it on the other side because I had, uh, like a double leg. She had an underhook on one side. And at one point he said, um, pick her up, pick her up. And I was like, well, she has that underhook. So I tried to pick her up, but I was kind of shorter. So even when I got under her, I was like on my tippy toes and she was still flat footed. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes during the fight, I mean, I definitely, for the most part, I, I mean, if Josh tells me in the middle of a fight, jump off the bridge, I'm probably going to jump off the bridge mm-hmm. in sight. But yeah, I mean, in the middle of the fight, especially when you're thinking I have 45, two minutes left until this fight, it's, you got all these things going in your mind and your inner thoughts are almost louder than what's outside. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sometimes I don't hear what's going on. Sometimes it's the other, the other corner's pretty loud depends where he is. Plus, if the fight starts getting exciting, I feel the crowd, even though, I mean, you've been there, you know the Japanese crowd is pretty quiet. Oh, yes. So, they're, they're really quiet, so you could hear a fart in the, in the audience. Mm-hmm. If but, um, as far as, yeah, taking his advice, I probably, um, I probably just didn't hear him, or I had my inner, my inner monologue kind of yelling at me to yeah. go for something. And it's probably that, like you said, the, the Japanese crowd is very quiet. So it's not that you couldn't hear him over a loud crowd. It's just yeah. that I guess it sounds like your your mind was so in the fight that anything that was happening outside, someone could have yeah. shot a bomb, could have got off, got could have gone off, and you and you wouldn't have even known that it had happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you're in survival mode, I mean, yeah, like if you're if you're in a choke or a sub, and someone's like roll this way, and it's like you know you got like. 0.5 seconds 
seconds to react. It's like, I can't really process what you're saying and then do it. I'm just kind of trying to survive, you know? Yeah. So, and, yeah. And so, uh, an interesting turn of events happened with this uh, tournament. Uh, the, the Kana Azakura, who you beat, wound up winning the tournament. Um, yeah. Much to, I think a lot of people were surprised by that. A lot of people probably picked Reyna to win that, yeah. to win that tournament. Um, and I, I, I actually picked Reyna to also win that tournament as well. Um, so now that she won the tournament, yet you were, you did defeat her. When, when Ryzen came to you for a fight offer, were you hoping that it was against Kana again? I did. Yeah, I would definitely, as soon as Kana won that tournament, I, uh, I definitely hit up Josh and I was like, when's that rematch? I know Kana wants that rematch. I know she definitely wants to try to get that win back. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean... I definitely, definitely want a rematch. I was hoping definitely the first match uh, when Ryzen were to hit us up again, I was hoping it was going to be against the rematch for Kana. Um, it's funny, actually. Uh, Josh, from the beginning, said that Kana, if you don't win this tournament, Kana's going to take it. I, I, after I lost to Maria, he's like, Kana's going to take this entire tournament. Mm. It's either you and Reyna or you and Kana. I mean, or Kana and, and Reyna. It's just stylistically... It's the, the fight. That's why, I mean, I love MMA, but records um, shouldn't scare people or, or uh, make people feel like this other person's a better fighter. It's just stylistically, you know. Kana went in there, did what she did. She wrestles. She took her down and choked her out. Like, mm. it was just kudos to her. It was a great fight. And, um, you know, if she did that to Reyna in, in, in the first round and I had Kana's back and neck in the first round and I couldn't finish it, I definitely want that rematch because I definitely want to show uh, Ryzen and, and those fans that um, I could, you know, I could definitely um, been at the top of that tournament and kind of get my 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 revenge, I guess, in a way. Now, uh, regardless of how your fight turns out and her her fight turns out, do you uh, is that do you want that is that a rematch you want to definitely have? You definitely want to have that rematch. Yes, I definitely want that rematch with Kana, and I definitely know she wants it. So. Um, I mean, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But um, you know, now that she's got that that uh, uh, that tournament belt, um, it'd be nice to have that that win after. So uh, you will be fighting Ayaka Hamazaki, who is a well-known, well-known uh, Japanese uh, female kickboxer and MMA fighter. She's defeated uh, Co Ham, uh, uh, Frey, June Frey. Um, among she's had mother among other accolades as well. Um, what are your thoughts about uh, Hamazaki? Uh, Ayaka's tough. She's really tough. Um, I ran into her at the last Ryzen event because um, I know she trains Arena, and um, you know she's not she's not too big. Um, she she's probably pretty strong. I know she she definitely likes to use her judo, um, so that's something we're definitely taking into um, um, for our, our, my game plan. Um, but again, I can't, you know, she definitely takes some, some shots, some open shots uh, as far as like wrestling with doubles and stuff. So I'm not worried about that. Um, it's definitely going to be a tough, I think it's going to be a really gritty fight because we're both pretty good grapplers. Um, so I think it'd be really scrappy. That's what I like about watching like the lightweights is it's, it's kind of fast paced. Um, so I definitely see this fight going fast and, um, kind of just letting my, my, uh, game plan take over and, and big part of this game uh, game plan is making everything a habit so that when everything happens so fast, it's just it's just automatic. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm really excited for this fight. When we got offered this fight, um, and they told us it was 108, I, I didn't worry about it. I mean, 
I, I make weight easy, so I would have preferred 105, but I'm okay with 108. And there's elbows in this fight, too, so that'll be really fun. This will be my first fight with, in Ryzen with elbows because mm-hmm. um, both fights were no elbows allowed, and I like to use my elbows, so mm-hmm. and uh can you uh, just talk about also just the the rules of Ryzen? Uh, most of, I'm gonna guess most of your fights, uh, you know, are under the unified rules. Uh, you know, no no kicking of a down opponent, no knees to a down opponent, that sort of thing. Can you just talk about the rule those rules and uh, do you have a preference? Uh, do you like uh, kicking down a, a down opponent? Do you like that or do you uh, do you not like it? Uh, for maybe. No, I like the rules. I think the biggest thing about MMA is like. Um want to come to the closest thing to what would happen i guess in a street but you're with skilled martial artists so it's a little different mm-hmm. but um yeah i mean in reality if if we got a fight on the street i mean there's there's kicking and there's knee on the ground so i definitely i like it because there's no time to really rest so if you get taken down you're working up and you're playing that that hand game or you don't want to get knee in the face it's like there's no time for that you either get the fuck up or you get out of that bad position because you're going to get knee in the face or you're going to get kicked in the face mm-hmm. um so my last fight, I wore wrestling shoes, so I wasn't allowed to soccer kick while uh, while she was down. Mm-hmm. I could soccer kick or up kick while I was on my back, um, or I could kick in the head while we're standing. But like when she was on the ground, I could not soccer kick with the wrestling shoes. Um, but my second, my first fight with Kana, um, I wasn't able to soccer kick, but I was able to uh, knee. Uh, I used uh, my knees a lot in that fight, so I was kneeing her while she was on the ground and stuff. And I like it. It's so much fun. It's just. I love it. It's, it. There's no, there's no, there's no room to breathe really for either person, and there's no time for you to really take a break. As far as even if you're on the offense, if they're on their ground, on the ground, knee them, kick them. So I like, uh, I like it. And can you just, how do you foresee this fight going against Hamazaki? Uh, either decision, win decision, or um, finish ground and pound. Um, I see this ground. This I, I definitely see this game staying on the on the feet for the most part, but. You never really know until you get in there, so we're definitely training for both. Um, but, yeah, if we get on the ground, my game plan is obviously to stay on top. Um, I know she likes those double wrist locks and um, um, top wrist locks and stuff, so definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, but, yeah, definitely I'm, I'm going in there um, with uh, a different game plan than, than most fights. And uh, – uh... Who do you want to fight in Ryzen? Obviously, you want to, you would like uh, a rematch of Kana, but is there anybody else who you would like to fight in Ryzen? Um, you know what? At the moment, no one in specific, really. Um, I really just want that rematch with Kana, and then kind of see where that goes and see who they they throw at me. What I like about Ryzen is they kind of bring people all around the world, which is kind of cool. So, you know, they they've had Polish girls on there, they've had uh, Brazilian girls, they had. All these amazing women um, on the card. So, I if they I'd be I anyone I'd be down to fight anybody. Um, and I think uh, most of my fights kind of show that I'm not really scared of people with big records or or um, being thrown to the wolves. Josh says a million times. I seem to do better when I'm thrown to the wolves than when I'm expected mm. to win. Mm. So um, I'm I'm cool with anybody. I, I'll I'll take anybody. Do you feel like you're being thrown to the wolves again with this fight as well? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's a Japanese uh, fighter. Um, she's 14 and 2. Um, you know, I definitely think they would like Ayaka to win. Um, and I, I don't take it personal or disrespectful. You know, it's a Japanese promotion, and she's got a big name for herself already. Um, so, you know, the, the, the whole point of, of all of this is to make a name for yourself in, in the fighting community. And 
you know, we're both trying to do it. That's why I took this fight. If I didn't think I could win and I think that it's going to disrupt what I'm trying to do, then I wouldn't take the fight. But I'm here to to win and fight. I'm not worried about anything. Uh, And uh, do you have any other fights coming up after Ryzen by any chance? Um, I'm actually also, I'm actually in um, a contract with Combate Americas um, over here in the States. Uh, well, actually, they're um, also in Spain and stuff too, my and stuff. But um, uh, nothing yet. We were actually looking for something before this Ryzen fight, and then they gave us something kind of last minute. And then there was rumors about the Ayaka fight, so we held out, and uh, I, the Ayaka fight um, worked out. So um, hopefully, after this, I definitely like to stay active. So if I can get, if I can fight next weekend, I definitely would. Um, but nothing set up quite yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like to give you this opportunity to just, uh, to uh, basically, as, a, as they say, uh, cut a promo on Ayaka Hamazaki. Say whatever you want to about her or to her, however you want to say it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm coming out there uh, wholeheartedly. I'm not, I'm not worried about anything um, Ayaka has to offer. She's strong. I respect her as a fighter, but uh, I'm there to, to ruin her dreams because she's there to do the same. So I'm coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like to give you this opportunity just to uh, mention anything else about about your fight, uh, your opponent, yourself, or anything you else you want to mention that you uh, would like to bring up. Um, you know, I just want to. I always like to thank my coaches and my teammates because they put so much time and effort into me, and um, they don't get paid a dime. So, uh, definitely a big shout out to UWF USA and um, Josh for taking me under his wing, and you know, this will be my third time fighting in Japan, so uh, life's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I want to thank you guys for supporting me and helping me get my name out there. And uh, while you're at it, you know, f- plug your social media, uh, anybody on your team, family, friends, anybody else, that, and and all of your sponsors that you want um, that you uh, can uh, that you would like to uh, mention. Uh, yeah, you guys can get me on Instagram at Alyssa Loves Gold. Uh, Twitter is Alyssa Garcia one hundred and five. Um, I definitely want to thank my sponsors: uh, ATTC, Tandler, uh, Trout Lake. Uh, damage Control, uh, Chenna, Ikenga Sportswear, and then uh, Nuwaza Apparel also for uh, making my pretty rad fight here. I'm excited. And uh, we're, I'm definitely looking for that, forward to that fight and hopefully to a Conor rematch. And uh, we definitely would like to talk to you again after uh, after this fight. You know, hopefully you'll be fighting Ryzen again. Uh, um, you're definitely, uh, definitely a, a prospect to look out for, I believe. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. And, uh, uh, yeah, thank you again for your time, uh, Alyssa. And, uh, yeah, like I said, looking forward to the fight and hopefully to a, uh, a quick finish uh, on your part. Definitely. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Alyssa. You have a great day now. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. This is the We Are Rising podcast. This is Andrew, one of your co-hosts for the podcast, and I'm joined by a very special guest today. Uh, she is going to be one of the fighters on the Ryzen 10 card in Fukuoka. Uh, we have Musa Karajanis for all the way from Canada, uh, want, ready to talk about her fight with Kana Asakura. Thank you very much, uh, Musa. I really appreciate you doing this interview with us. My pleasure. Um, so can you just tell us a little bit about yourself um, and how you got started in uh, MMA? Uh, yeah, so my name is Melissa Karajanis, and uh, I'm an Adam Waite MMA fighter from Toronto, Canada. Uh, yeah, so I've been doing martial arts my whole life. Uh, I started as a kid uh, doing Taekwondo, got my black belt in uh, Taekwondo, and then, um, you know, in my early 20s, I started uh, Muay Thai, and I competed um, 
had about like 14 amateur um, Muay Thai fights and I won some North American titles and um, the last uh, few years I've uh, transitioned into MMA. And uh, can you just talk about the transition from Taekwondo to MMA? Is that an easy transition or uh, did you have to, did it, was it a hard uh, transition to adjust to? Uh, yeah, I, I think it was a hard transition, like, in terms of, like, technique, because uh, Taekwondo, you know, well, I first transitioned from Taekwondo to Muay Thai, and that's completely different styles, and kicking styles, um, but, you know, I always, uh, my favorite part of uh, Taekwondo when I was a kid was competing and sparring, so even 12 year, when I was 12, you know, I was uh, sparring, like, 16-year-old boys, and yeah, so that was my favorite part of it. So the fighting thing, you know, came natural. Mm. And uh, have you been able, has, is Taekwondo easy to uh, put into an MMA repertoire uh, when you're in a fight? Have you, um, have you found out? Or do, is, do you have, is it more you have to focus on the other disciplines like boxing and, and uh, wrestling takedowns, submissions and all that? Yeah, I would say uh, Taekwondo, you know, you do a lot of like spinning things and uh, a lot of a uh, lot of a uh, lot of kicks, not so much uh, striking, I would say. Um, so far, I haven't used too much of my taekwondo skills in my MMA fights. You know, I was focusing more on like my boxing and like my defense and grappling and all that. But um, you know, um, in my upcoming fights, it's something that I would like you know to start using again. And uh, can can just talk about a little bit about uh, who you look up to in MMA. Um, who, what type? Who are your favorite fighters? And um, yeah, who do you who you take after? So, I don't have, I, you know, I really uh, enjoy watching all the female fights, especially, especially the straw weights. Um, you know, I don't have any specific fighter that I really look up to, but, you know, I really like uh, Joanna, JJ's uh, style, and obviously now Rose. Now she's the new champ, and, like, I really respect her, and I think she's uh, pretty badass. Um, yeah, just, like, a lot of, like, almost all, like, female um, MMA fighters and stuff, you know, you can just look up to them and stuff. Mm. So. Did you see their most recent match at uh, UFC two twenty three? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm guessing you saw the first one where uh, Rose uh, knocked out uh, JJ within uh, within the first round. Yeah, no, that was crazy. That was good. Like she was the underdog, and you know she brought it. Um, even last night, I was watching the Michelle Watterson fight, and that mm -hmm. was like really firing actually. Yeah, Michelle, she was so much smaller than her opponent, and uh, she. Uh, you know, she wasn't maybe winning the first round, and then she, she gave it to her, and uh, yeah, it was a really, really good fight. Yes, yes, she won that, uh, I think, yeah, she uh, won that by unanimous decision against uh, Courtney Casey. Yeah, 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 it was a good fight, very inspiring. Um, and uh, regarding uh, Japanese MMA, have you ever watched uh, Pride or any of the other uh, promotions that, uh, that have been in uh, Japan? Mm, a bit, but... Um... Yeah, no, I was following like, the women's tournament, uh, the <clears throat> the one that Canada just won. Yeah. You know, I was following that, and I know my uh, ex-opponent, Andy, fought for Ryzen twice, so, you know, I was following Ryzen, and, yeah, it's pretty awesome that I get a fight in Japan. Uh, actually, that's a very interesting um, kind of, like, six degrees of separation, how um, Andy Nguyen uh, fought for Ryzen as well, and you fought her twice and beat her twice. Um, yeah. And uh, can you just tell us about how uh, what it was like fighting Andy Nguyen uh, twice? Yeah, so the first time I fought her, that was my first ever MMA fight. Like, I didn't have any amateur fights, just a lot of, like, Muay Thai fights. Um, so she was 1-0 as a pro, so I fought her in uh, the Caribbean. And, yeah, so I beat her. That was, yeah, that was good. 
Um, and then a couple years later, you know, back in August, I fought her for the King of the Cage title, and yeah, I went all five rounds. It was a really, really good fight. Uh, a lot of it was on the ground. Um, yeah, Andy's a, Andy's a tough opponent for sure. She's really talented, uh, strong, and, you know, she's a nice person, so... <laughs> We're friendly now and all that. And uh, can you talk about how you got involved with Ryzen? Did they come to you and uh, make offer this fight uh, with uh, Kana Azakura to you? Yeah, they, they offered it to me and uh, also King of the Cage. So, you know, I'm still fine with King of the Cage. And, you know, uh, so this is kind of like an agreement. And, you know, I knew I was going to fight either for King of the Cage in May or, uh, you know, then I got this Ryzen opportunity. So, I, you know, I chose the Ryzen one and... Um, yeah, hopefully I'll fight for King of the Cage as well in a couple months after this this fight. But uh, yeah. And uh, can you just talk? So you said you said you watched the uh, the tournament that Kana was in. Uh, what did you think of Kana um, uh, as a fighter when you were watching her? Yeah, you know she's obviously a wrestler, a very good wrestler. Um, yeah, she's good. She's really young. You know she has a lot of fights under her belt. Um, yeah, she, um, you know, she, uh, her taking out, uh, Reyna as well, like, uh, that was a surprise. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, anyone's beatable, and, uh, you know, I'm going to be prepared for her, so, hope and, you guys are all going to be watching. <laughs> uh, how do you, uh, how do you, uh, how do you prepare for an opponent like that who's a very, who has a very strong wrestling base, and who also has a, a good submission game as well? How are you preparing for, for that type of opponent? Well, yeah, that's pretty pretty obvious, you know, what she's really good at, and, uh, you know, her weaknesses are pretty obvious as well, so, uh, you know, I'm just working on my game being well-rounded, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, I'm going to do me, and, yeah, bring it. <laughs> and uh, do you have any, uh, this is your first time to Japan? Yeah. Um, what What are you expecting when you, uh, when you get into uh, a uh, Ryzen ring? Um because I'm gonna guess also you fought mostly in cages. Is that correct? Uh, well, yeah, but actually, too, I've like fought. I've, like I said, I had like 14 uh, um, Muay Thai fights and stuff. That was in rings, but oh, uh, okay. I know it's gonna be different um, in a ring. But um, I've been training at my gym. Uh, we have. Uh, I've been training um, this whole fight in a ring. So mm. uh, you know, different. Not having the cage wall, having ropes instead. But um, yeah, I'm gonna use this. Uh, you know, my training to my advantage and. Uh, I don't think it'll be that much different, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll but prepare. also, one of the things about uh, in Japan for Ryzen is that the rules are a lot different. You can kick your opponents while you're down, while they're down, which I don't. I'm pretty sure you can't do uh, at King the Cage. Is that correct? Yeah, like, uh, but for us, we're gonna have uh, like the unified women's MMA rule, so uh, we'll be throwing elbows as well. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like you can kick a down opponent and stuff. Yeah. And uh, do you? What do you think about a little bit more relaxed rules like that? Do you think that's? Uh, do you think that's definitely a, a good thing? It's, or do you? Are you preferred? Or do you prefer more um, how they how the, the rules that are that are in Canada and in America with um, you with no no kicks to a down opponent or or something like that? Do you think that's better or worse uh, to have that? Depends, right? I haven't like experienced both sides yet, but um, I think you just have to, you know, be uh, be smart, like de- defend yourself. You you know have to definitely be more aware. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see. You know, mm. uh, I know I'm strong, very physical, and stuff. I'm quick, so yeah, 
And uh, do you how, how do you see this fight going? Do you do you see yourself going the distance with her, or do you think that you can can edge in a submission or or a knockout with her? Um, you know, I don't have a finish under my belt yet, but um, you know, finish your knockout. So you know, obviously, this is something you know that uh you know I'd like to see happen, but you know, you guys will have to see uh, what happens and tune in, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely an exciting fight. So mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, what if if Ryzen were to have a tournament in this in, in this weight division, the forty nine kilogram uh, atom weight uh, uh, division? Would you was that something that you would definitely like to take a part in? Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. And uh, have you ever been a part of a tournament uh, before in your career? Um, yeah, you know what? Like when I did my amateur, uh, my Muay Thai, I did the WKA USA. Um, I had like four fights in uh, one day, so I won. I won like a lot of belts that way, a lot of like tournaments, women's mm. tournaments. Uh, so I remember that day it was like really intense, and uh, uh, yeah. Uh, um, uh, what was the th- Can you just talk about what was that like doing a tournament in one day, four fights in one day? How how grueling was that? Um, you know, I, I always have like pretty good cardio and endurance. Uh, yeah, I, I remember, like, it was exhausting and tiring, but, you know, you just, like, really focused, and it is also different, too, right, doing a Muay Thai and MMA, it's a bit different, the rounds are shorter, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, no, that was, like, probably, I think, like, one of my uh, biggest accomplishments, and that's, like, probably one of my titles that, like, I'm most proud of, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was from all over America, mm-hmm. yeah, so, and, and yeah. so, and so, after Ryzen, do you have any more uh, fights uh, coming up uh, for Candy Cage or for any other uh, promotions? Uh... No, nothing yet, but, you know, like I said, I would like to have one, another fight, maybe three, within three months or something like that, uh, after this Ryzen fight, and that would most likely be King of the Cage, so. Okay, um, and also, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if, uh, Kana Azakura is gonna be listening to this podcast, but, uh, I'd like you to give an opportunity to, uh, to say anything about her as an opponent, or anything right now, uh, that you, uh, that comes to your mind. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I definitely respect her, and it's like an honor to be able to fight her. I think she's at rank number seven in the world, so this is a great challenge for me. And uh, you know, Canada, good luck, uh, good luck on the fight. Um, you know, I can't wait to meet you, and uh, yeah, we'll fight. We'll, have, we'll put on a good show for all the fans. Mm. Uh, I also like to give this opportunity to uh, say anything that you, anything else about yourself, the the fight, or uh, uh, anything that, that that you like to say that I haven't brought up uh, during this interview. Mm. Not much, really. You know, you seem to cover it. Um, I just want to say uh, thanks to all my training partners and my team and everyone that's been supportive for me. You know, uh, I really and all my sponsors, of course, all you guys that are new, my new sponsors, and you guys have been with me since day one. Uh, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, if you want, go ahead. You could you could go ahead and uh, name drop your sponsors if you like. Oh, okay. There's a lot right now. I'm just like in the middle of training. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah. You want you could name drop your team. You, you name drop your team as well if you'd like to as well. Oh, yeah. Also, like a special thanks to like Dave Henry. He'll be uh, one of my corners with me for my fights, and he's always been uh, one of my training partners. And also, the uh, one of my teammates, Anne Anastasia. You know, she's uh, she's been working with me a lot. And um, also, I just uh, you know my new my new gym, uh, Rival Grants MMA in Toronto. Uh, big shout out to you guys. Thanks a lot for the support. Okay, if you well, you could plug your give uh give a plug to your social media as well, your Twitter, Instagram, what whatever you got. 
Yeah, so um, my Instagram, Melissa Karajan, Melissa Magic Karajani's. Uh, that's my Instagram and my Facebook, um, Melissa Melissa Karajani's, Melissa Magic Karajani's, and then uh, my Twitter, Melissa Karajani's too. Uh, yeah, I hope you guys give me a follow. <laughs> Okay, um, that's all the questions I have. You know, um, Melissa, again, I appreciate you doing this interview, and we definitely would like to uh, have an interview uh, with you again in the future because we hope to see you again in Ryzen again. Sounds good. Okay, good luck in your training, and uh, looking forward to the fight. Thank you. You have, you have a good day. Good job.